Hello and welcome to Miss Fossey Beats. My name is Stacey Morgan. No, didn't do the tagline. Oh. I'm out of practice. <laughs> wow. There was that time that we did like eight in a row. And we're not doing that today. No. Let's start again. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots. Keeping it real for women in business. That's better. <laughs> My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm the Principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a dance school on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. And joining me is my co-host, Jane Hilston. Jane is the Managing Director of Dragonfly Marketing. Sure am, Stace. <laughs> How you doing? Really well. And yourself? Fantastic. We're back on track. Um, with This is the first time we've recorded in two whole months. Can you believe it? I know. It's I know. It's probably actually longer than that. It but feels longer. Yeah. Yes. So um, my little baby Henry has made an appearance and he's eight weeks old. So that's what made me think two months. Yes. it feels like it's been two months since I've done anything. I bet. <laughs> I bet except for raise a, a baby. Yes, that little thing. And look after two other kids. How is it that when you're pregnant, two months feels like the longest possible stretch because of time. You're wa- oh, what? When you're pregnant. Yeah. Yes. Like the last oh, two months. you're waiting for something. Yeah. It's like wait, watching paint dry or yeah. waiting for the toast to pop up. Yeah. It just goes forever. And then you have the baby and then suddenly it's eight weeks old. Yes. Just like that. Ta-da. Yes. Because, <laughs> but I think that's because you're like, you're like, you're just awake the whole time. Like you just lose perspective. It's just like, well, yeah. was that, was that two months? I thought it was like a week because yeah. I just didn't sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So that's the world I'm coming to you from. Yes. But yes, I had a little baby boy on the 16th of February and his name is Henry and he's fabulous. He's very cute. I've just met him for the first time. He's beautiful. He's actually, cute. we should... Actually, I did put a picture up on the Facebook page, but we should maybe post a little update. Oh, why not? he looks a bit different. That was like day one. Yeah. He's really squidgy. Yeah. He's got an old man face, though. He's, he has. He's been here before. Yeah, he's got that yes. old soul kind yes. of... Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I was hesitant um, before we had Henry because Henry was a name that we'd picked out mm. that I had to ring you and seek permission. Which is so funny. From my friend. Which is Who so also funny. has a Henry. Yes. And your Henry is your third. He's he's the third. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and also very sweet. And I thought it was very polite and sweet and considerate of you to do that because it would obviously wouldn't have worried me either way. I always <laughs> think I get quite excited when I share the name with someone else. The only time I haven't, when I changed the name choice for one of my kids was when one of my sister-in-laws had a baby, you know, two years before and called her, you know, Sophie and and I was going to call Alice Sophia. And I thought, I don't know whether you can have like first cousins as the same name. You probably can. You probably can. I thought that was probably a bit close. I think it's also strange that I called, that I chose Henry or we chose Henry and our girl's name was Sophia. Yes, which Alice was going to be the Sophia. Yeah. Yes. We are on the same wavelength. Such good taste. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's my update. So in that time, Jane, I've been doing a lot of uh, feeding and changing and um, snacking on freckles. Um, that's my go-to sugar here. Mm. What have you been doing? I've been to Japan, went to Japan for two weeks. That's right. Because <laughs> we haven't even spoken about that because that was no. in the middle of that. Yes. Awesome. Yes. We kind of just, we, we did our last, I think, just before we, we, we went. Yeah, it was awesome. We went skiing for a week and then we went to Kyoto and Tokyo, which what an amazing country. Have you been? Yes. I lived in Japan for a little oh, while. did you? My very first professional dancing contract was in Japan. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So when yes. I left school, that was kind of my first emergence into um, overseas travel. 
Yes. So okay. If you can imagine a seventeen bright-eyed, well, it's right quite, in the thick of it. I was going to say it's it is quite common for a lot of Australians, I think, to go over as their kind of gap year, um, which I think is tremendously brave because there's not a lot of English and there would have been less English when you were there. I think there's kind of a little bit more now in preparation for the Olympics, but like that that was, uh, I've been to a lot of foreign speaking countries and that was probably the um, least amount of English that's been spoken in in any country. Okay. Um, Which... Which you know, which which was great. It yeah. a- added to the added to the challenge. Um, the skiing was incredible. Cool. It was so so good. Um, and we went with a big group of friends, so we had you know lots of laughs, Excellent. lots of lots of fun. And then Kyoto and Tokyo with children were hectic. Yeah. And Kyoto was beautiful. I'd we- I'd read memoirs of a geisha yes. years ago. Yeah, me and too. was very fascinated in that topic. Yeah. Um, and the girls were very fascinated when I kind of spoke to them about it. Um, and we went on a walking tour where, which was fantastic because there is so little English, so much that you see is not explained yeah. and not in context. Yeah. So to actually have two hours where someone explained the religion, you know, explained the geisha history, explained the history, explained, they're very symbolic, the Japanese, so explained a lot of the symbolism. Yeah. Um, it just, it was so fascinating because cool. it is such a different culture, isn't it? Yep. From, from ours. It's, it's really different. Yeah. So, um, I mean, travel is my why. I love travel. I just, if I could just drop everything and travel, I would. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, not my kids. Um, <laughs> but I love it. It, it really feeds my soul. So that was, that was great. I felt like two weeks probably wasn't long enough for an internet, you know, to yep. really absorb um, that different culture, and I felt like two, for the two weeks afterwards, I was my brain was still digesting what I'd seen, heard, learnt. Cool, because we were on such a pace. Yeah, so that was awesome. That was that was great, and um, you know, and then it's it's just been work, really. You know, at this time of year, there's there's not really other any other distractions. Yeah, is there, except for school holidays. I um to put you on the spot. Were there any business type? professional, uh, personal development type learnings that you got out of Japan? Um, not not business professional development learnings, but I think approach to life. So yep. they prescribe to the Buddhism, well, it's Shinto and, and Buddhism. Um, and so I guess that, uh, okay, actually, which probably does come across to business, um, the way they raise their children And the way they um, encourage their children from a very early age to contribute to society Mm -hmm. is incredible. And you would have seen this there. And one example of that, and this was on this two-hour walking tour, the the girl was explaining that in their school hours, we were swapping stories about school hours and school holidays. And and she was telling the girls that school in Japan goes from 8 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. The girls and, would have died. Well, what? Yeah. You know, and, and their school holidays, you know, there's only like two weeks or something that they get, you know, compared to our 12 or whatever yeah. it is. Um, what? You know, oh, my goodness. And um, anyway, she said, but we probably just do the same amount of learning. But um, for the probably the, the final hour and a half of our day, we all clean. We clean our classrooms. We clean up after ourselves. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, right. So when you say clean, do you just mean like pack Tidy the up. books up and yeah. put them in the tote tray or or like get Scrub the vacuum the out? Yeah. And she said, no, no, there's no machines. We do everything by hand. There's no vacuum. There's not even a mop. We have cloths and we pick things up bit by bit with our hands. Wow. So all of a sudden I was thinking, wow, well, that's very mindful and very, you know, peaceful and probably very cathartic and probably really good exercise for the kids to do just mentally. But I thought, wow, bigger picture, think about that. You know, yeah. these kids are out in the playground and they see somebody else litter or if they're standing at a desk and they're sharpening a pencil and, you know, inadvertently spilling shavings all over the floor, yeah. they're going to be so much more conscious about not making a mess because they are the ones that have to clean it up. Yeah. I just thought what a powerful, powerful thing to do to t- teach them about not only consequences of their actions yep. but how to contribute to the greater purpose. So, yep. you know, if someone else sees someone littering in the in the schoolyard, what are you doing? I've got to clean that up yeah. afterwards. And you would you would have noticed those streets are pristine. Oh, absolutely. Nobody litters. Yeah. There was no litter. Yeah. No graffiti. Oh, there was a little bit of graffiti in Tokyo. There was. It was pristine. Yeah. Everyone has the most impeccable manners. Yeah. And they're calm. You know. So that I just thought, wow, to immerse yourself in that. I think it would have been really beneficial to immerse ourselves a little bit more in that and yeah. not be on such a bullet train yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> through the through the country because it was I think there's so much that we could could learn. But interestingly, they actually said that they had learnt their rubbish systems from us. So so they had encouraged a lot more recycling and segmenting of their rubbish, having come to Australia and, and seen what we were doing with our rubbish ah. disposal. I know. I was like, oh, that's a bit of a proud moment for yeah. Australia. Nice. Mm. I can't get Lucinda to pick up a book <laughs> off the floor, <laughs> let alone get on her hands and knees and pick up pencil shavings. I know. Interesting. But when the whole of society is doing it, yep. it would make it so much more easy for us as individuals. Yep. Easier, I should say, for, yeah. for us as individuals. It's it's really hard to push these sorts of things on your own. Yeah. When they can just go to school and just, yeah. you someone know. Someone else will pick it up. Someone else will pick it up. Yeah. Or on the street. Or, you know, and not that my kids will, will just litter on the street. Of course they don't. But if they did, yeah, it's they don't have the consequences of that. Yeah. Which is appalling. Oh, I love it. And I love that you came up with it on the spot, that it just came to you. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to spend a little bit of time today talking about getting to know you and getting to know what works for you. Because I had a bit of an enlightening moment. I had said all along when I fell pregnant with my third baby that I wanted to do this different to every other pregnancy, every other pregnancy, the other two, <laughs> um, in that I didn't take a lot of time off for the other two um, when I had loose we were on. We were three months out from our first international tour at the ballet school, so we were busy rehearsing for that. Plus, I had two of my teachers come to visit me in the hospital and say, "Oh, the baby's lovely. Oh, I just got a contract. I'm leaving next week." Mm. Um, so I found myself short-staffed and had to jump in and teach classes pretty much straight up. And then we went on tour, and I had to take the baby on tour, and so that was kind of a bit hectic. Yeah. With Patrick, we were about to stage Forty Second Street, so we were ten weeks out from the show, and I was directing and producing so um I had him on the Thursday and then yeah the following Friday I was at rehearsal um this time I was doing it differently 
And everyone was saying, I hope you're taking some time off this time. I hope you're taking some time. And of course, I went, yes, yes, I am. I, I definitely am. So I put aside a big chunk of time, got everything ticked off my to-do list, albeit I was doing it in hospital before they wheeled me off <laughs> to theatre. Right. But yes. um, I got it all done. Good. All done. And so then I had the baby and there I was. Peace. Peace. Which is what I wanted, yep. what I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lasted about a week and a half of that. And I was, you know, that baby haze where you're tired and everything sucks and you've got the baby blue, so you're crying about everything and just yeah. just that yeah. blah. nasty blah. My parents were away um, and we were FaceTiming every day so they could see Henry. And I got to a Monday I don't know what Monday it was, but I had a staff meeting that day and I that I hadn't intended on going to, that the staff were just going to take care of. And Heath said to me, you know, you could pop in if you if you wanted to pop in. And I went, could, could I? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, how about I drop you off and um, I'll pick you up half an hour later. You can go in, touch base, see what's going on. Da, da, da. And my, com- like my whole demeanour completely changed. And my dad rang, FaceTimed to see Henry. And um, he... And he said, what have you done? You look completely different. What's going on? And I said, oh, I get to go to work today. Mm. And then I just had this moment where I was like, oh, that's weird. But that's what I needed. Mm. And I didn't realise that I needed it. And it wasn't much. It was half an hour. Yes. I popped in, saw my staff who I love. I love spending time with them. They're fabulous people. I got yes. to get a little bit of injection of their energy and get to hear about, you know, what I'd missed and what was going on and what we were about to do. And then I went home and I was, com- I just was yes. completely different. Yes. So what was it? What was it about that staff meeting that gave you that injection of energy? So was it the fact that you allowed yourself to kind of break your holiday parameters and go back to work? Ooh, um, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it that way. Is it the social aspect of I just want to see somebody else's face That's apart from baby. My, my kids and my baby and my husband? Yeah. Or, you know, was it the fact that your brain got to think about something else? I think it was a combination of all of those. But then I found, but then I kind of had a realisation and said to Heath, I don't need to, I'm not saying I wanted to sit down and do eight hours worth of work, yes. but I didn't realise how much I needed just a little bit to keep me sane. Yes. And to keep me happy. Yes. Because I, I always, I always thought my entire working life, oh, if I could just get everything done and then I could have some time to myself. Yes. And finally I got that and then I was like, oh. Boring. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. So as strange as that may sound, mm. um, it enabled me to see that I did need to have a few things to do yes. to keep my brain moving or to um, – I found that with the time off I got all these great ideas so I suddenly yes. wanted to execute these ideas okay. because yeah. I had the time off. Mm. Um and, and yeah, so I just, I, I didn't know that about myself yes. pre baby number three. So what was it that you didn't know? Like what was the discovery was that, um, it wasn't that time off that you were craving yeah. or that it's so much a part of, um, my work life and having that injection of that, um, creativity, mm. it needs to be part of my life every day. So it's part of you. Because it's part of me. Yes. Yeah. And that it's not. It's not something that I should be kind of pushing away and trying to not do, but I should embrace that. Yes. And embrace that 
like having that moment and having those things to do. And as I said, with the time off, I got, you know, all these great ideas of things that I then wanted to do that I've now put into the, the grand plan. And just yes. being able to try and chip away at those yes. um, has been really rewarding. Yes. So, And I think that's, you know, I think that's the difference of someone who really is passionate and loves what they do and it's not work because yeah. they love it so much. It's 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 life. Yeah. It's not work. Yeah. Um, because I imagine if someone didn't actually enjoy what they were doing but really liked to be busy – there's a difference, you know, like yes. if it, there's people who just like to be busy. I'm one of those people that I'm sure it would be a personality type, the busy type. Yeah. Um, and we're both that kind of person, but I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't want to be busy in a job that I hated. No. Or, a, you know, or a situation. Or something you didn't care about. That you just didn't care for. Like yeah. I'm sure you'd want to stay right away. So it just yeah. goes to show, you know, how how authentically you can actually – you know, have something that you're working on that's that's deeply you and, and, and your life as opposed to work necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Or something that you need a break from. Yeah. And it's funny how work become well that work, that passion, that project becomes the break. Yes. You want you go and you go and you go and you slog and slog and then you, you want you just want a break and then suddenly you get it and the work becomes then the yes. break itself. Because yes. it's been really nice now that Henry's in the swing of things. Uh, I know that he's sleeping in the mornings for about two hours. Yes. He gets up and he's up for an hour and a half and then he go and has a bit of a sleep. And that's that's my go time. And yeah. I look forward to that. And I look forward to, I don't know, being able to do a load of washing and then clear out my inbox or whatever it is, whatever yes. the two or three things. And I'm not trying to take over the world. I'm just limiting it to a few things. Yes. But getting those things done... I then love spending the rest of the day just cuddling yeah. him and snuggling him and gooing yeah. and going with him because I feel like I've had Satiated. that little bit of a yeah yep. achievement. Fulfilled. So I discovered a couple of things in the last couple of, of months about um, what I really enjoy doing that I don't get give myself permission to do a lot of. Yeah. And one of those is actually have thinking time. Cool. So the other morning I I can kind of, uh, you know, get a lot of my retainer work done towards the beginning of the month. And once I've start, started kind of ticking all the boxes and getting all the, you know, things done on my list and yep. I've, I've got a week left of the month, I should really be working on, on my business. And But but I'm always, because I'm always in doing mode, yep. I feel like I'm not being productive unless I'm, doing, I'm doing, doing, doing and ticking things off a list. Yes. So the very art of thinking or giving my brain space yes. has never really seemed that productive to me. Yep. And I fear that if I spend three hours thinking and actually haven't done anything with those thoughts or solved a problem or got to an outcome or whatever – then that's just, you know, I've just wasted three hours of precious time. Yeah. But I did it the other morning. I just went and it, I, I had to force myself. I really had to force, And the whole time I felt really uncomfortable about doing it. Yep. That's but good. I did allow myself just that three. And, I, and I, I really feel like I started to solve a problem. Yeah. And I just thought I need to incorporate that 
more often. That's so great. I'm listening to a new podcast, which I'm going to talk about in another episode because we're going to do some more favourites soon. It's called The Mentee. Yeah. And as part of season two, the podcast I listened to this morning was um, interviewing Todd Durkin. And Todd Durkin's a personal trainer and um, also motivational speaker. He colour codes his diary um, every day. Green is green go time. Yes. Um, and Yellow is mellow yellow time where it's, he's doing no, no work whatsoever. Oh. Um, and there's another color. So right. green, a uh, blue. Yeah. Um, and his mentor said to him, why do you color code it that way? And why? where do you think you make all your money? And he said, well, in the green time because in the go time because yeah. I'm doing Productive. stuff. Yeah. And he said, no, the where you make all of your money is in the blue and the yellow when you're having time off because that's when you have time to come up with big ideas and strategy for your business when you're actually oh. giving yourself break time and time off. And I'm oh, just listening gosh, to that today. And that's exactly to what you're talking about. And that, that's and mellow that, yellow time that you've taken. And it was. It and was it, to think about the direction for my business. Yeah. You know, because I just, again, even if I do work on the business, I'm like, okay, do. Write a blog post. You know, get this workbook done. You know, whatever the case. Do your yeah. invoices. You know, on, on, on. But very rarely just think, okay, just three hours. Just so what did think. you do for the three hours? Um, I just thought. I think I listened, maybe I listened to a, a podcast or, or I might have listened to something or watched a webinar or something. I might have done something to stimulate some thought. But I just kind of thought and wrote down notes. Cool. I can't even, I can't really even, I just, I can't even, I think I was just kind of writing down thoughts as they as they happened. That's so I don't awesome. even know what the process was. I kind of just fell into it. It was like I, f- I feel like this year I've, I'm so much more in tune and I listen to my body. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like I just like something about that day just went, Do you know what, Jane, just take three hours and yeah. think. And I just did it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. So so that, that was great. The other thing I'm finding really, really cathartic is writing. So – you know, yeah. write for a living in terms of writing content and things for, for, for work. But I've been in a few situations where I've been hugely frustrated. Yep. And so I've just gone and written a blog post on it. And I've written it. I haven't just journaled it. Like I've written it in the form that I would have written something to publish yep. because I've actually wanted to publish it. Yeah. You know, it, I've been so mad. But you haven't? No. Okay. Because just the very art of writing that down just appeased me. Yeah. It, and I just thought, I, I'm beginning to love writing more and more and more. Cool. Um, and there was a point in time where I, I didn't actually think I was a good writer. I yeah. just thought, I can do it. I can write some business copy, but I'm not a writer. Yeah. Um, but I think the more and more I do it, the easier and easier it comes. And I really enjoy it. And it's so cathartic. And I thought, well, why does that have to just be for work? Yeah. Like if that's a process that can help me process things, like I'm a bit of a hothead, I get really? quite fired up and passionate <laughs> about things. So to be able to kind of use that as something to kind of channel channel that, let it out. Yeah. And, I, you know, I never have to see it again. I don't care. It doesn't have to be saved or reflected on or, you know, yeah. um, even I think, published. I think it might make good uh, podcast topics. So Memoirs. Bring it in. I want to. Have a, have a read. Gosh, I think, well, no, because we're a clean podcast. It would just be <laughs> beep, beep, beep. And no, I wouldn't because they're blog posts. So I do. I have to I have to be very clean in my in my language. Of so, course. Yep. Nice. Yes. I felt like I cut you off. Um, were there other things that you were going to say cause, uh, in, along the topic of thinking about things that work for you? 
some things that you've discovered no, about yourself. No, they were the two things was, yeah. you know, just allow yourself that time to think. Yeah. Um, and also just the very art of writing. Like I've really embraced that practice of, yep. of writing and, and not feeling like it has to be in the professional sense yeah. or I have to limit writing as something I do for a living. Yeah. It can just be something I do to you. process emotions. How's yeah. that book coming? Coming. <laughs> so Because that's actually what I was – that's what made me think of it because I thought I don't want time off from – from thinking about my business or, or working on my business, I'm like you. I really get passionate about about my business and 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 the things that I do. Yeah. Um. But I just want time off to actually go and work wholeheartedly on my business mm-hmm. and not have the distraction of working on other people's business. Yeah. You know, and I love working on other people's business. But while I'm throwing not to myself, the detriment of your own stuff. While I'm throwing myself at, at theirs, which I do and I get very engrossed and passionate about, you know, giving them getting them results. But it means it detracts from doing that. And and often my my business is last fiddle. So at the yeah. end of the month oh, I've yeah. I've progressed nowhere but everyone you know, yeah. my clients are rocking it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I'm Good paid eh? to do, yeah. so I can't complain. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. If you have, if you have any insights, I'm out of practice. If you have any insights as to things that you've learned and what's taken, what's got you to that path, we'd love to hear about it. You can contact us on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/missbossyboots podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Good to be back. Bye.